in the gospel according to St. Luke in the second chapter. And when the time came for their purification according to law to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him, and Simeon blessed them. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping and fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the gospel of the Lord. Well, like I was saying, you know, the Christmas stuff is all over and everything, and Mary and Joseph have their little baby, and I made, I made the point that the biggest change that happened that day was a couple became a family, and that was a big change. And then, from that point, life goes on. I mean, when we celebrate Christmas and we put the nativities away and we kind of stop thinking about it, from Mary and Joseph's perspective, they couldn't stop thinking about it because they had that little baby. So it became a daily event for them raising that baby, taking care of him, feeding him, changing him, cuddling him, keeping him warm, whatever they needed to do. Y'all know they were parents, and they had that little baby. And so life goes on. And in their culture, their religion, and in Judaism at that time, there were certain things that they needed to do. We still have some of those things, but there were certain rules they had to follow. And one of them was to take the firstborn to the temple and dedicate him to God. Okay? And so they came, they came to the temple to do that. Now, the question that comes to my mind is when I think about them walking into the temple and you got two people that our gospel lesson told us about, Simeon and Anna there, what did they see? There were probably other people bringing their babies in. 
there was, would have been a whole crowd of people in the temple. What did they see that was different? That made them see things differently? What was it? Simeon says Simeon was a devout man and somehow the Spirit had revealed to him that he would live to see God's Messiah. And he just happened to be in the temple that day. Happened to be. And here come Mary, Joseph, and Jesus walking in. What did he see that made him recognize who that was? How did that happen? What was it? What did he see? Well, it says the Spirit was there, so he was seeing through the eyes of the Spirit. But somehow he recognized who Jesus was. And then do you remember what he said? What he said was, it's actually part of our traditional liturgy and our post-communion canticle that we use usually during the season of Lent. Uh, he says, God, as you promised, now I can go in peace because I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, all people. I don't know how he saw that, except that Spirit had to let him know that this there was something special about this baby as opposed to any of the others who were there, but that's what he saw. And then Anna, she was, it says, a prophet, very old in those days especially, and she you know, spent, after her husband had died, she spent all her time at the temple praying and stuff. So she was really in tune with God. What did she see? Mary and Joseph came in with Jesus. How did she recognize him? But she did. She came up to them. First thing she did was to give thanks. Give thanks to God. And then she spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Now, I'm wondering how that happened. <clears throat> I mean, does she walk up and she says, she sees Mary and Joseph and Jesus and she says, thank God you're here. And Hey, do you see? Look at this. This is Jesus. This is the Messiah. Uh, sir, sir, come here. Look at this. I mean, I don't know if that's what she was doing or not, but that's what it sounds like. She gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to everybody. And then when she left, she was probably still talking about it again. So what did they see when they looked and saw Jesus? And then I think what happens after that is, that's interesting, is what did the people hear? The people that were there. When Simeon and Anna recognized who Jesus was, what were they hearing? Well, it's pretty clear. They were hearing praises to God. They were hearing thanks to God. They were hearing a message about who this baby is and that he comes as a fulfillment of a prophecy that God had made a long time ago to save all the people, to make salvation available to all the nations. And so Simeon you know, blurted it out in, in the comment that he made 
Anna was telling it to everybody that she ran into about who this was. And so that's what the people were hearing after this encounter with Jesus. So now I wonder about you and me. What do we see? What do we hear? When we see that baby Jesus and we just celebrated him, so we see him through the eyes of Scripture and through the eyes of the storytellers in the New Testament, when when we see Jesus, when you see Jesus, what do you see? I mean, what do you see that touches your life? Well, we see the fulfillment of God's prophecy. We see a baby born in Bethlehem that we know is the Messiah. But what about in your own life, and you think about Jesus, what do you see? And what do you see in terms of how he relates to you? Do you see a baby or someone that just causes you to blurt out praises to God? Do you see something that causes you to be so thankful that you can't stop telling everybody? Is that what we see? And when we see that Savior, who, by the way, took on your form so that he could identify with you and so that he could experience what you experience with, experience in life, and so that he could be your Savior because God knows we needed one. When you see that, and when you recognize that, and when Jesus becomes a part of your life like he, he did for Simeon and Anna, then what do people hear? What do the people around you hear? Coming from you. And what do they see in you? Well, I can't answer that for you. I really can't answer that for me because I don't always know how other people see me. But we have some guidance from Simeon and Anna about how we ought to respond to the presence of Christ in our lives. Now that the story part of it is over, well, life goes on for us too, doesn't it? It goes on and there's things that we have to do and we have to live our lives and we got routines we got jobs, we got all these things that we need to do. But Christ is in us as we do them. So then what does that look like in our lives as we move into post-Christmas life? Paul gave us some guidance for that in the second lesson that we read today. He says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Think about that. Think about what that means. What the peace of Christ is for you, but what does that mean to let it rule in your heart? To be the controlling factor in your life. The peace of Christ. And living your life with that as your rule, does that change? anything in your life right now or how you act 
Paul says, be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. Like Anna, we shouldn't stop talking about it, ever. Ever. It should be at the center of our conversations with each other and the way we relate to one another, and then it goes out from here. And then Paul says, and whatever you do, whether in word or in deeds, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's what Simeon Simeon and Anna were doing. They were praising this baby and saying that he was the fulfillment of God's promises. And Anna, she just gave thanks and told everybody. Paul says that's what our lives should look like in this post-Christmas time. And we will be in this post-Christmas time until about next December. Okay, how many days is it till Christmas? 363 or what? Something. It's a leap year, so we got an extra one. Uh, give thanks to God and praise God and let people see Christ when they look at you. Let people hear Christ when you talk. That's what it means to keep living Christmas.